Howdy guys, I'm Aiden of Blue Couch Productions, and welcome to Aiden on Anchor. Aiden on Anchor is a podcast focusing on my life. I'll tell you a lot about myself and hopefully provide value through experience. This is episode 75 of the show, currently recording it at 7.34 p.m. on March 1st, 2021. And you know what that means? It's finally March, which means I am done from my little break from YouTube. I mentioned in the last video I was going to take a month off, and here we are. The month's already over. Wow. February sure does go by fast. It did for me. Crazy that it's already March. But I figured, hey, now that I'm back from that little YouTube break, why not go ahead and have this episode be a Q&A episode? We haven't done one of those in a while. I've been hyping it up, and I managed to get some questions from you guys, about six of them, which is epic, from all sorts of different people, different varieties. Some are a bit more serious. Some are a bit more goofy in nature. Some are somewhere in between. So let's go ahead without any further ado and get started. The first question is from Jay the Zoomster who asks, are you a Democrat or Republican? Also, what's your favorite type of meat? You know, I, I, I did specify that it was one question per person. So, so rather than Jay typing out two separate questions in two lines, he just put it all in one message thinking, thinking I wouldn't notice, thinking that I wouldn't see that he tried to game the system but that's absolutely what he did. He made a fool of me. He made a mockery of a non-anchor. And now I'm going to have to answer both questions anyway, even though he cheated and just put put two in one response. Uh, as for the first question, I feel like this is pretty obvious in case you haven't noticed. I, I've talked about it before on a non-anchor, especially nearing the election cycle, but I am left-leaning. I would consider myself more of a, a Democrat than a Republican. I tend to follow more of those policies. I also think, uh, you know, Democrats be a little less cringe than Republicans. I know that's not how everybody decides their politics, but but in terms of the cringe counter, you know, which is which is a little thing I like to use to determine how cringe a particular party or ideology is. So Republicans have a lot of points up on the board. They're very heavy in the cringe camp, and uh, Democrats they got they got a few for sure, but nowhere near the amount. Nowhere, nowhere near the amount especially in recent years. So, uh, yeah, I'd be a Democrat. I'd be left-leaning. Uh, not to say that things can change in the future, but I highly doubt it, um, given the current state of this country, so on and so forth. As far as my favorite type of meat is concerned, that's a bit tough because my diet is mostly meat. I'd be fucking with steak. I'd be fucking with beef. I'd be fucking with shrimp. Seafood, not as much. That's kind of a little bit of a gap for sure. Like I'll eat salmon and I'll have catfish. Most other fish, nah. Don't be fucking with no octopus. Don't be fucking with no sushi. None of that shit. Um, chicken? Ooh, chicken. Chicken might be the answer. Just because I think it's the most versatile meat. You can have chicken nuggy, chicken tendy, chicken sandwich, chicken alfredo. You can put chicken on all chicken wraps, chicken salad. You can't just be doing that with, with beef and steak. You kind of just eat it in one or two contexts, and that's it. Chicken, you throw that bitch on anything, have it be any type of food, and it's probably fucking delicious anyway. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to go with chicken only because I can't think of something else off the top of my head. So, locked in, final answer. Thank you for the questions, Jay. Up next, we got a question from Obama. Wow, I didn't know Obama watched a non-acre. Oh, no, it's random. 
that's slightly less epic than having Barack Obama. But, you know, Ramson's pretty close up there. You know, I'd, I'd put him at a solid number two right under Barack Obama for sure. And then everybody else under, under Ramson, obviously. That's kind of my tier list for people. But he asked, would you kill a pet you've owned for 10 years for 2 million bucks? And at first I was like, no, no way, no way. Because if I, on eight and on acre, say, hey, you know, I'd totally kill a, a, an animal. People would be like, no, well, fuck you, bro. I'm not listening to this podcast. I'm not watching no videos. I'm not doing none of this shit. So I was originally just going to say no, call it that, be a quick answer, move on to the next question. But then I thought, you know, he does specify that it's a pet I've owned for 10 years. And I don't know about most of you all, but uh, 10 years is a long time for a standard house cat and a standard dog. And all the pets that I've owned that have even made it close to that 10-year mark, uh, we're not living their best life um, by the time they reach 10 years because they were old, they had bad health conditions, a lot of them were suffering, they enjoyed company and everything like that, but you could tell they were not having great days. So... It got me thinking, heck, if I've had a pet for 10 years, it's probably not doing well currently in the moment. It's probably suffering through day-to-day -day existence. And I've owned it for 10 years. It's had a really good and satisfying life. Why not go ahead and get $2 million out of it? Uh, it still sounds scummy. And it still sounds mean. But, you know, it, it's it's better than, like, a pet I've owned for, like, maybe two years who's, like, a baby. And nobody, nobody want to kill a puppy that's just fucked up but like 10 years 10 year old dog 10 year old cat probably on the verge of death anyway can't be that bad right can't be yo ramson if you could if you could send me a check in the mail we don't have to let anybody else know because i still want to save my public reputation but if like on the side you could just write a check to me that'd be epic i think i think that could go a long way thank you for the question thank you for the question question number three what do you think about Parker's opinions on Parasite? That's a good question, patient. Um, it's fucking awful. They're awful opinions on Parasite. For a little bit of context here, I do film reviews on a website called Letterboxd. Reviewed about 50 movies in depth. You get my ratings and my thoughts about everything from Disney to Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, Spider-Man. Going to be going through the DCU this month in lead up to Zack Snyder's Justice League. I know I've already talked about some of these films on Aiden on Anchor, uh, but now I'm going to have some written letterbox reviews about all of them, because why not? There's only nine. Zack Snyder's Justice League will be the 10th, or a remake of movie number five or six, however you want to however you want to justify it. But I like being on letterbox because I get to write reviews, explore a different creative side of myself, and I like reading my friends' thoughts on movies, especially Zack and Jay, because they watch a lot more movies than me, and their reviews are usually funny, have a bit of a serious critique in there and they're pretty good and I generally line up with uh, their opinions I might not always agree with them but I can at least understand where they're coming from in a lot of ways uh, Parker Mile on the other hand is is someone who already be having kind of sus film opinions he's not exactly the guy I go to for film critique he'd be given things like we can be heroes five stars which is outrageous uh, so, you know, you got to be wondering where this man's priorities are with the types of films he watches and, and reviews. And this Parasite review is uh, appalling, basically. He gave it a one and a half star. And I basically have the whole, like, first part of it memorized in my head. Never again. Two hours of nothing for a five-minute scene of bullshit. Academy Award-winning script. Ha ha ha. Who the fuck actually acts like this? A script of horse cock, more like. 
And I just, I just know that. I just know that by heart. I know that by memory. It makes absolute no sense. But I've just read over it so many times, trying to fucking understand where this man has come from. And I can't. I can't. This review means nothing to me. It's just words. It's just words on, 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 a, on a screen. And every time I look over it, I try to get more value out of it. And I'm just like, did he even watch the movie? Did he even understand what was happening on the screen? That's the other thing I should mention too, right? Since since we're talking about this, I know patient care for this big of an answer, but since we're talking about this anyway, uh, probably the type of homie who, when watching a movie, likes to talk through most of it. And you know what? Like, that's fine. Some movies are more interesting to talk over than to watch. A lot of bad movies, for example. You know, you'd be talking. You're not exactly paying attention to the garbage on screen. Sure. In a lot of occasions, I get it. Parker be talking during every damn movie, at least in a group context. I don't know how he's like in real life with friends and stuff like that. But in our group call, anytime me, Zach, Jay, Parker, we all get together to watch a movie, uh, mans don't be paying attention. Man, be talking through it, missing key and crucial scenes. And uh, it's not just in the group conversation. If he's watching a movie with just Jay or just Zach, both of them have relayed experiences to me where one time Parker was asleep, the other time he was high, another time he was intoxicated. So it's really hard to take film opinions like this seriously when you know a lot of the time that he not even really giving it his all. He not even really trying to experience the movie. He watching it on a surface level. He writing the review because we want him to write the review. And that's it. That's the only bit of value out of it. But at least with some of the other reviews, I can like understand. They're more humor-based. Sometimes he's joking. He'll mention that he didn't exactly pay attention to the movie. Uh, th- this, however, is just nonsense. It's just absolute stupid critiques, stupid points, not even proper English and grammar. And I know, I am the last person to talk about proper grammar. A lot of people complain about me using the wrong there, but the defense that I've always used for that is that I'm in a Discord environment, right? It's not a public thing where I can be judged by businesses and other people who could potentially hire me. If I'm writing a college paper, if I'm writing a resume to a business, then yes, the grammar has to be on point. In a Discord or text scenario, really, all I want you to do is to be able to understand what I'm saying, and nine times out of ten, you can at least understand what I'm saying, even if I'm using the wrong here or there. Because you know what I mean based on the context, right? It doesn't stop you from interpreting what I am saying. Well, Parker, though, like, I don't even know what the fuck he meant. Like, what do I get out of a sentence that just says, literally watches his wife get King Kong brained out of existence? Or how about this sentence? And comedy? Doesn't this have to be funny to be a thriller comedy? Google? Damn, I can't use WhatsApp. (laughs) Haha, so funny. Welcome to the fucking lower class. Or, or, or this sentence, Joker like negative three, this like five out of ten. Joker a negative three? No, he means Joker minus three or three out of ten and this is a five. It still doesn't make sense to me. Jay had to like literally explain this shit. And even, and even then, I don't know, man. If you don't like the movie, fine. If you thought it had issues, sure. Parasite, literally a fucking award-winning best picture film. It does a lot of technical things right, even if you don't like the story, even if you don't like the characters. That does not justify a literal one and a half star, the same rating he gave to fucking Artemis Fowl, a movie that is absolutely atrocious. You know? Like, it, 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 at least if you could relate to me what you didn't like about the movie, I could understand it a little bit more. 
but but the rating's bad, the grammar's bad, the thoughts are bad, the takes are bad, and I highly, seriously doubt that he even paid attention to the movie at all. So, yeah, easily the worst letterbox review I've read in a long time. It's fucking abysmal. I hate it. And you should go check it out, too, because, hey, Letterbox is a public fucking site where anybody can read it. <sighs> Form your own opinions, I guess. Thank you for the question, patient. It's, it's fun to rant. It's fun to bitch. I like bitching on a not anchor, in case you haven't been able to tell. Next question we got from number one binge drinker. And I already know who that is based off the nickname. It's your boy, Zach. And Zach asks, what are your favorite YouTube channels at the moment? Wow, that was actually a pretty well thought out question. He must have been sober when typing this out because I know a lot of DMs we get is just you, you can't even really get the words out a lot of the time because he's been on a Captain Morgan binge recently. And I've never tried Captain Morgan before, but I just begin in-depth reviews in my inbox about every flavor of Captain Morgan. I'm like, Zach, you've had like three bottles of it in one day and you're really just going to go ahead and drink another one? I, I mean, okay. I mean, do you? Do you? Make your own life decisions. It's just concerning a lot of the time. Uh, but in terms of my favorite YouTube channels, this is actually a really well thought out question. Uh, I'm considering doing a video about it in more detail just because fuck it. I watch so much YouTube anyway. I might as well just make content out of it at this point. But I can give you a, a few recommendations. Um, the first two channels, I guess, I've been watching super recently, like past couple of weeks, have been a lot of tech education stuff because I am still trying to learn DaVinci Resolve. And a channel that's been super helpful for that is a guy by the name of Patrick Sterling. He does tutorials, uh, gives presets out, has live streams where you can ask him questions. And not only is all of his stuff free, the advice is simple and easy to follow, but he's also just starting out. He's a small YouTuber and he does a lot of shit really well, clearly trying to give back to the community, clearly trying to be a resource for DaVinci Resolve. And Mans knows his shit to the point where he is building out these free presets that you can install on your own program for things like social media alerts, in-screen templates, OBS stinger transitions, and even one that he came out with today, a little bar that shows the length of a video, like if you were watching it on TikTok or Instagram. So he's been super awesome. Another one I've been watching is Epos Fox or Epos Fox or whatever. I've been watching him on and off for years and stuff, and he used to do tech reviews about the latest streaming gear and equipment, and he still does that. But a lot of what I've been liking from him recently is actually his advice stuff, trying to talk about things like quality versus quantity and burnout, but doing it in a way that is interesting and unconventional. It's not quite the stuff that me and Zach talk about on another YouTube podcast. It's clearly a different take on the subject, and uh, one that I think is refreshing in a world of YouTube advice that feels too much the same. But uh, yeah, he still does the tech review stuff really well. It's the YouTube advice that is interesting me currently. But if you want more like general like entertainment recommendations, uh, I can give you the two that I watched the most last year, the two channels I watched the most, and that is LGR and Brutal Moose. Brutal Moose is sort of a I don't even know how to describe it. Basically, it's ran by a guy named Ian, and he reviews a lot of media that is nostalgic to him. But what makes the channel work so well is that the editing is so wacky, and not just wacky in a weird sort of way, but in an uncomfortable sort of way. He'll use common things like mass transitions and sound effects and over-exaggerate them to heck to either make you feel 
uh, super uncomfortable or just to straight up laugh at it. His editing is easily the funniest that I've ever seen in these types of videos, and given the topics, whether it's frozen food reviews or a review of some random ass old Disney Channel movie, it's super personal, super specific shit that you're not going to find anywhere else, and Ian's personality really does sell it. LGR, meanwhile, is a channel I've literally been trying to emulate the past two years. If you've enjoyed my calm, casual vibes, trying to have a welcoming atmosphere as I review a piece of media and try to explain the history or context of it, LGR is the guy that does it the best and is who I got a lot of inspiration from in terms of vibe and mood. Uh, it's run by a guy named Clint, and he'll review old computers, technology, and even games, uh, both from the 90s and from today. He had a Doom Eternal review not too far back that I really enjoyed. He definitely has a style to him, a sense of writing, and I really like that he doesn't really have too many other higher ambitions. He doesn't want to make a movie, doesn't have a museum, doesn't want to be a part of a convention or anything he just wants to do youtube and he's really good at it and he's been doing it for 10 years and i enjoy it so much that i'm even subbed to his other channels like lgr foods and blurbs which are kind of smaller different sort of videos but both uh scratch and itch that i think is really awesome and really cool the last channels i'll recommend because i've already given you four at this point but if you want some let's play content the two let's players i've been watching recently are super mega who does the comedy stuff matt and ryan they have like sketches and music videos which are really high quality and super good they just put out a new one recently called daddy's boy you might think you know what this video is about but trust me you do not click on the video watch it for yourself it is a total trip if you're into like literal film stuff and just technical things that can be done on youtube daddy's boy is fucking incredible uh, but their let's plays are super funny and super personality driven and the type of stuff i like watching recently uh, the other one you might not have heard of is a channel called playframe uh, they're run by the narrator of extra credits who then left extra credits because of the drama that went down there and now has two channels uh, new frame plus which is about game animation if you want some video essay type stuff that's a good one to watch but playframe is their let's play channel and what I really like about them is that they probably embody the best production quality I've seen in a Let's Play. And it's like, well, how can you really do that? Uh, you can tell while watching from an audio perspective, a gameplay capture perspective. Nobody does Let's Plays quite this extravagant and this nice. Um, and it also helps that Dan, the guy who runs the channel, is really calm, really inviting, and it's just a great way to experience the game for the first time. I love it to death. So, yeah, those are my YouTube channel recommendations. That's what I've been watching recently. There's a bunch of other ones that me and Zach are both sub to, like Fantano or Cosmonaut, but I'm going to stop here because I could literally go on and on for a whole nother podcast and a video that I eventually want to do. But thank you for the questions, Zach. Next up, we got a question from Cowfro, and he asks, Shaggy and Scooby always run side by side when fleeing in terror from a monster. If a Great Dane's running speed is 30 to 40 miles per hour, that means Shaggy can run the same speed. This means that Shaggy would be the fastest human being alive beating Usain Bolt's top speed of 27 miles per hour, correct? Uh, well, I guess that really depends on if that metric is right. How fast are Great Danes? Let me see. 30 miles per hour. At the absolute fastest, a Great Dane is capable of running up to 30 miles per hour. They are the second fastest dog breed in the world. In fact, being only by the Greyhound and Whippet breed. I did not know that. Hmm. Turns out Great Danes are fast dogs, and heck, Scooby-Doo is a Great Dane. A literal animated one 
I would argue he'd probably be running faster than 30 miles per hour. Sometimes Shaggy outruns Scooby in some instances. Not all the time, but like Shaggy's been faster than him before, which would put him in like the 50 mile per hour radius, which is just insane for a human being, especially given that man just does weed all the time and has like literally a green shirt and these goofy looking ass pants. There's aren't running shoes at all. So I don't, I don't, I don't get what he's trying to go for. It's a fresh fit. It's a fresh fade. How do you run at 50 miles per hour? Shit is literally insane. Uh, but good on him. Good on, good on Shaggy and Scooby for thinking about their health and being able to run that fast. And yes, I guess you would be correct. Usain Bolt's top speed is 27 miles per hour. Shaggy and Scooby would be faster. I, I guess that's just science. I guess that's just science. The more you know, the more you know, everybody. What a what an enlightening question. Thank you for that. And then finally, the last question from Blue Kelp Productions, also known as Cowland, who asks, can you freestyle on the spot? I've been making a lot of comedy music. You can check it out. Link in the description below. Or you can go to the Discord. There's a little comedy music tab where you can listen to all my bangers and stuff. Uh, and I've done a couple of rap tracks. None of them are quite freestyle. Usually I have to, you know, listen to a beat try different takes usually it takes me about like four or five before i get one that i like and even then i'm gonna do adjustments on it i'm gonna fuck around with the chorus i'm gonna see what i can do in vegas because no i don't edit in no digital audio workstation i just be fucking around in vegas moving things on timelines seeing what happens and then put a song out or so uh, a lot of the rap ones take a good bit of writing on my part so i'm probably not the best freestyler i'd say no I'd say I probably could not freestyle on the spot. I'm just not that talented yet. I'm just not that fucking hashtag blessed. Sometimes I'd be freestyling and making shit up on songs. Uh, the rap ones, not as much. So I'm going to say no for that. But uh, that's all the questions for Aiden on Anchor. Thank you to everybody who submitted. You're all wonderful people. You're all epic. I could give you all a kiss if you were right here, but you're not. So no kisses for you, unfortunate. You can write me an angry letter or... You can follow the Discord and all my different social medias. That way you'll be ready for the next Q&A episode, which we will do at episode 80. Yeah, leaving you and getting you a little bit of time. Get your questions ready for episode 80 of Aiden on Anchor because that's going to be another Q&A one. It's going to be a ton of fun. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this. Shout out to Jay and Parker for supporting the podcast. And if you want to, there's a little support button on Anchor. You can click on it and be like, wow, I really like Aiden's content. I want to give him all my time and money. Well, there you go. There's your option. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've been Aine of Blue Catch Productions, and I will see you for another episode. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye.